It's an all-new season of the Football NYC Big Blue Breakdown podcast on YesNetwork.com. Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy of BigBlueInteractive.com give the best Giants analysis week to week. And now, Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Football NYC's Big Blue Breakdown podcast. Joe Callow along with Eric Kennedy from the Big Blue Interactive website. And I'm sure there's a lot of happy Giant fans after Sunday night's victory against the Dallas Cowboys. Anytime you can beat the Cowboys during the regular season or playoffs, it's really a great accomplishment because, you know, there's such a heated rivalry, you know, not only between the players but also the fans, Eric. So I'm sure the message boards this week must be very happy. Yeah, really happy, but, you know, really what it comes down to is this was their season, and they came about as close to being out of it as you can possibly get. You know, they were down by 12 with under six minutes left to play, and Eli comes through again. Um, Giants play extremely well on offense, um, poorly on defense. Um, special teams came through in this sense that they blocked the field goal, you know, to save, to save uh, the game from going into overtime. And um, they got a little lucky too. They, you know, Romo overthrew the wide receiver on um, third and five late in the game, and that could have been a 75-yard touchdown uh, pass that sealed the game. And Eli, very early in the game, had what could have been a pick six going in the other direction, and the corner dropped it. So Giants played well. They got a little luck, and they live to fight another day. And really, what this win does is it me- makes the last three games meaningful. Uh, unless something odd happens here, um, the rest of December is going to mean something, uh, and that's always a good thing. It is a good thing, and and to give Eli Manning even more credit, you know, uh, sure he almost threw the pick six, but it wasn't a pick six. The the guy dropped it, and you know we saw this in the New England game, and it's it's one of those times where the whole nation can see exactly how talented this man is when the odds are stacked against him. And I thought that he had a brilliant game. Because, Eric, you know, you're going up against the, the Dallas secondary is not very good, but the Dallas pass rush is. And I, I don't care if DeMarcus Ware is hurt. You know, that whole left side of the line was pushing back all night. And a lot of times Eli was throwing as he's running backwards, and he was just hitting these targets, and it was magnificent to watch him hit these sideline passes. And when he hits Akeem Nixon's stride, I mean, it really was a pleasure to watch because – that was the same thing that used to get in trouble, get him in trouble in the past is when he used to throw off his back foot. Now, he had no choice in this game unless he was going to roll out where, like I said, he spent most of the night throwing as he's running backwards. So I just thought he did a marvelous job, and I'm happy to see that he's getting a lot of credit this week. Oh, he carried the team again. If this, if Without Eli Manning, this, there's no mistake about it. This is a two- or three-win team at best. I mean, he is carrying this team. He is having his best season ever it's not even close he's on he's he's going to shatter the giants yardage single singer yardage figure um they've got two one two one thousand yard receivers right now um you're exactly right the you know they didn't give up any sacks and i I disagreed with chris collingsworth during the game he he was you know or he was praising the giants offensive line they 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 ran block pretty well but the pass protection was was pretty bad as as you said especially on the left side um there were times when they didn't even get a hand on where and eli has just got a tremendous sense now of getting rid of the football either moving in the pocket or moving away from the pressure and you know, he's gotten a lot of grief over the years, even in seasons that have been so-so about throwing off his back of his foot. But I've always think, thought that's been an asset for him. I think as many times as fans say, oh, he threw off his back of his foot, 
you know, he, he's done that throughout his career, and he's tends to that tends to be more of an asset for him than anything. I mean, even going back to 2006 when the, the overtime uh, game against the Eagles, where they came back from 17 points, any game, he he has a knack for throwing off the back of his foot. I think fans and commentators just look for those plays where he does that, and 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 it something bad happens but i think usually something good happens it's 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 a way for him to get rid of the football now you don't want to hang it up there you don't want to you know you don't want to throw it up for grabs but as you mentioned there was the the play to Hakeem Nicks he had an earlier play to Victor Cruz that was almost identical to that he was rolling away from pressure and throwing and loft he lofted the ball up beautifully um, both those plays went as they were going on. I, I didn't think they had a chance in, 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 in uh, hell of completing those passes, and he did, and those were huge plays in the game. Yeah, and I'll give Eli just a little bit of criticism because I'm going to go back to complimenting him in a minute. But <laughs> I think the the worst pass that he throws is the short screen pass because he never seems to hit it on target. It's either too high, too low. He always seems to have problems with that. But to go back to giving him compliments, we saw the difference between a player like Eli Manning and many other quarterbacks in the NFL because Tony Romo has to complete that pass. I don't care if Miles Austin got caught in the lights. I mean, that ball was a little ahead of Miles Austin. He would have had to be plastic man, you know, to really grab that in without any trouble, and Tony Romo really needs to make that play. Now, given Eli Manning on the other side of the ball, the way we've seen him win games is the, the, line, the margin of error is so slim. I mean, when you're down with five minutes left and you need not one but two touchdown drives, I mean, we forget about the touchdown drive that he had just before the last one, which was brilliant. It was a quick one, and it was brilliant. So I'm glad to see that really people are starting to appreciate, mostly Giant fans. I really hope they appreciate the talent of this guy where he plays his best when the game around him is chaotic. And I do want to also compliment the special teams, which I think had another good week. And also, you know what? I don't know what Brandon Jacobs did before this game. Maybe it was just the presence of Ahmad Bradshaw being there, even though he didn't play. But I thought Brandon Jacobs played his best game that I've seen him play in the last two to three years. Yeah, that he. I don't know what got into him, but he looked quick. Um, both it wasn't just inside runs; it was outside runs. He leapt over somebody. I'd never seen him do that before. Um, you know, he he was running over people, and he he was. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a while from him. I don't know. I don't know where that came from, but I hope they can bottle that and keep that going. Special teams. One of the un, unsung heroes of this game um, was Lawrence Tynes. Not only because he hit the two short field goals, which he should hit, but he had six touchbacks on kickoffs, and that was pretty impressive. And they were really deep in the end zone. So even if they they hadn't moved the five yards back, I think these would have been t- uh, touchbacks mostly. But that was a big, big. Um, thing for the Giants in terms of field position and one thing about Eli and I'm sure we'll talk more about him but the one point I do want to make is I think Giants fans are getting a little bit spoiled with these comebacks I I thought it was interesting on Giants.com this week right after the game and for the day after that they ran a poll on the MVP of the game and the voting was 95% for JPP um, 4% for Brandon Jacobs and 1% for Eli Manning. Now, you can argue that Justin Pierre-Paul, Jason Pierre-Paul and Eli should have been co-MVPs, but a 95% vote to 1% to me seems a little odd. And I, I talked about it this week on, on Big Blue Interactive, and I, the, the overwhelming response seemed to be, well, we're getting used to this. Well, I, I think Giants fans ought to appreciate this because it's not normal for a quarterback to do what Eli's doing this year with all these comebacks, 
Um, I think it's six now in the fourth quarter this year. And he's starting to break some records here that you only see um, some of the Hall of Fame quarterbacks and elite quarterbacks associated with. I think one of the ones that, that was mentioned this week was uh, he is um, he's the only quarterback now to throw for 400 yards three times in the season since since uh, the only one since Dan Dan Marino, um, and that you know that's rarefied company. And there was another record that he he and uh, he holds with his brother now. And Johnny Unitas. So I mean, there there are lots of records that are starting to fall with Eli, and most importantly, he's he's getting his team to win. Bring your back team back from 12 down in Dallas uh, with six minutes to go. That's something. And 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 he did it again. I mean, and he did it last week too. But the defense couldn't hold, and the defense almost didn't hold in this one too. So. Um, we should all appreciate what, what Eli's doing right now. Yeah, and as far as respect from fans around the league, I really don't care because all they're going to do is criticize <laughs> Eli. This guy won a Super Bowl. But as far as the Giant fans and as far as respecting him right now, you got to remember, Eric, you'll probably agree with me, people really didn't appreciate what Phil Simms brought nope. to the team until after he was gone. Exactly. So yep. I think Eli Manning and I also think Tom Coughlin is going to be uh, one of those guys that people are really going to remember what he brought to the team when he was here, you know, after the days that he's gone, after the days that Eli Manning retires, I think they're going to feel the same way. Now, on the flip side, I think this defense is atrocious. No, I really terrible. do. I don't have any faith in this defense. And I'm just saying to Giant fans, you should be thankful whenever Eli Manning has a chance to win the game at the end or tie the game, as opposed to the Giants defense having to hold an opposing team to preventing them, you know, I think the play of the game for the Giants was Mario Manningham missing that touchdown pass because if you give Tony Romo an extra 30 seconds, there's no doubt in my mind that the Dallas Cowboys are going to win this game. Yeah, at least they're going to tie it and they're, they, they'll have a chance to win it. I mean, it, it's absurd. I, 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 You know, the defense fell apart at the end of 2009 uh, with Bill Sheridan. I mean, and that was just dreadful. We saw – we, we saw – uh, as, ba- as bad defense as I've seen, um, and I'm I'm in my mid 40s, so I, I miss those mid 60s teams of the Giants that were giving up 72 points in one game and those types of things. But that was as bad a defense as I've seen was at the end of 2009. But this defense is rivaling rivaling that over a, a longer period of time now. It, it's absurd that these guys can't make a play. Um, they're, they're, they're still having busted coverages, which is, which is very odd. And the thing that just happened this week is Antrell Roll said he was in, in the right place on the busted coverage that Des Bryant scored a 50 yard touchdown. Um, and so that implies that Corey Webster was in the wrong place. And Corey Webster just said a few minutes ago that I just I just saw an update on this that he was in the right place. So they still were were days after the game, and these guys still are arguing who was who was in the wrong place um, on that busted coverage. And I know they've got a lot of injuries, and that's a huge factor in this, and it's a domino effect across the board. I just want them to come up with a stop once or twice, <laughs> once or twice, maybe hold a lead once. And, and as I was watching the game in the last, again, just like last the week before the last 40 seconds, I'm thinking, my God, these guys can't even, can't even um, keep another team out of field goal range for, for under a minute. I mean, it's, it's absurd. And I know they're going against some good teams and all that, but, They've got to make a stop here, and if they don't get this thing fixed, they're going to ruin, they're going to lose this performance 
by Eli this year. They're going to waste it, I should say. They're going to waste it um, because he's playing at the, he, out of his mind. The running game is starting to come around right now. Special teams is playing par. I mean, they're not hurting us, but but um, and and they're and they're doing all right. But if they don't get this defense resolved, they don't even have to play great. They don't even have to play good. But if they just play average, that would be all right. They're at the bottom of the league almost. I think they're thirtieth 30th, 30th right now in defense. Yeah, they're terrible. They can't make a big third down stop, and and I have no faith in them in the end of the game. That's why I'm very excited that they beat the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night. And I watched the game with a group of Giant fans, and we were all excited because basically with five minutes left, you really thought the next three weeks are going to be dreadful. I mean, you have you know, play the Jets, and the Jets will have something to play for, and then the Dallas Cowboys are going to come in and already have won the the, the division rating around on New Year's Day. So it really just turned around everything in those last five minutes, and I think, you know, all the faithful Giant fans were happy because, you know, Eli basically did it, and he basically saved the season, and I agree with you. I hope his effort is not wasted because, you know, you you just want the defense. You know, the difference between this year and the Super Bowl year, I mean, the records may be similar at the end of the season, but the Super Bowl season, the Giants had a defense. I mean, they had a pass rush, and they were, you know, they were stopping some pretty good teams down the end of the season from getting into the end zone. I have no faith in this defense. I don't even know what to expect on Sunday against the Washington Redskins because Rex Grossman looked like Johnny Unitas last time he played them. <laughs> so, you know, you know, I, I just I just don't know what to make of this team now. I'm I'm going about it week to week and I, I just think that it was a terrific win against the Dallas Cowboys and it just puts them into position where the last three games of the year are meaningful and I think it's all it's all gonna come down to the last game of the season against the Dallas Cowboys like we talked about in Giant Stadium and it's defense is just so unpredictable now I just you know believe me I'm the first guy that wants to get off off the game the other night after I watch it and go yell at all my Dallas Cowboy friends and say see see I told you I told you but I know in the back of my mind that the Cowboys play them again and they could yeah. probably win the division you know at Giant Stadium and I don't want to hear it after that because <laughs> I just have no faith you know it just comes down to this Eric I just have no faith in this defense I haven't seen anything in the past couple of months, which gives me any faith in the defense. And, like, you know, we're going to come right back in, in segment two and we're going to talk about this week because we really can't have a letdown this week against a division opponent in the Redskins because this is one of those important, you know, they got to win two out of these last three games, and this is one that they really have to win. So, Giant fans, keep the faith, and we're going to come right back and talk about Rex Grossman and the Washington Redskins on segment two of Football NYC's Big Boo Breakdown podcast. YesNetwork.com's award-winning coverage includes blogs and columns from the pros who have their pulse on New York sports. It's truly a one-stop source for all of the best videos, news, and information on the web. That's all at YesNetwork.com. Welcome back to the Big Blue Breakdown. Once again, here are Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy. Welcome back, everyone. Football NYC's Big Blue Breakdown podcast. Joe Callow along with Eric Kennedy of the Big Blue Interactive website. And I'm sure Giant fans are very happy coming off a victory against the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night. The Giants basically control their own destiny now as far as winning the division. And we can see how far they go into the playoffs because I think things may sort out for them pretty good if they, if they win a division and get into the playoffs. But we all said we're going to take this one game at a time. And we have a team that comes in here on Sunday that the Giants already lost to the first game of the year. And I mentioned before, Rex Grossman looked like Johnny Unitas in that game. So, Eric, what are you expecting out of this Giants team on Sunday? You know, I'm like you. I don't know what to expect with these guys. I, you know, shame on them if they don't win this game. I will, I will say this. The Reds, I watched the Redskins-Patriots game, 
And the Redskins, despite they were missing a couple of guys because of due to suspension that were important, their you know their tight end who's having a really good year, Davis. Um, they were missing their left tackle. They've had a number of injuries, and I thought I thought the Patriots were going to steamroll them. And and that game went back and forth, back and forth. Rex Grossman played decently, um, and the, the 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 same officiating crew that um, screwed the Giants in the in the Packers game was also doing the Redskins-Patriots game, and they had a lot of strange calls in that game as well, too. It's a, the triplets crew, again, was, you know, they have to get rid of those guys. But I think there's two ways to look at this. You know, the, the Redskins might have played, shot their shot their bolt there, and um, that might have been their Super Bowl, and they may that, that may be it for them. But at the same time, I wasn't crazy about Antrell Roll coming out this week and sort of mouthing off still about, you know, we'd beat the Redskins 99 times out of 100. And, and, and the, the Redskins are really aware that he was talking like that. So we'll see. I, I think anytime you have a division game, I think it's going to be competitive. I would like for once, just for once, to see us win an easy game. I don't think we've had that since the Rams game, and that really wasn't all that easy. Um, I, I would just, for once, for my heart, like to see us win a game with by, by two touchdowns or more. I, I'm not counting on it, but I'd like to see it. I'd like the defense at least to hold an opponent to maybe, I don't know, 20 points. <laughs> um, but I think the offense is, 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 is really – is really kicking it up a notch here. Eli's at the top of his game. The receivers are playing great. I think the line is starting to round in the, in the form if they can pass protect a little bit better. Um, but I, I have confidence in the offense. If the defense can come through, they should win this game. And I'll just throw this out there. You know, we were talking early in earlier shows that it's going to come down to that last game of the season, and I still th- Probably it will, but I think the Eagles are going to beat Dallas I in agree. a couple of weeks. And if if Tampa somehow, I don't expect them to do this, but if Tampa can somehow beat beat uh, the Dallas uh, this weekend on Saturday, the Giants could wrap this thing up before that game, and that would be nice. So this is a really, really important game. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you about the Eagles, and I think the Eagles are going to play very well this weekend against the New York Jets. Uh, I do too. So the Jets are really going to need the, the game against the Giants uh, a victory. I think the Giants can ruin the Jets' season. I think I, I think either team there can could possibly cause it, but I think there's actually more of a risk for the Jets in that game. Yeah, and and as much as I'd like to sit back and say I'd like to see a great effort from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I haven't seen anything in no, the last couple no. weeks. But, it, but it, Dallas, it, you wonder what Dallas's psyche is right now, right, too. So we'll have the to hangover. See. But I think Dallas also sees. And Jason Garrett's a smart guy, although sometimes it doesn't show on the sidelines with his decision-making. But I know Jason Garrett. He's a, he's a very smart guy, and I think he'll remind his players that it's far from over and they'll have the Giants right where they want them yeah. the last game of the season if they just go out and win these next couple games. Now, given I think the Eagle game is going to be very hard for them, but I do think that this is going to be a, a solid effort from the Cowboys on Saturday night. I'd be very surprised if they lost this game. Sure, it'd be great for the Giants going, taking the field against the Redskins, knowing that the Cowboys had lost. But, you know, before I look ahead with the games that the Cowboys have to win and the Jets have to win. Or this right. And that, I'm so, ahead of ourselves. Eric, I'm so <laughs> worried about this game against the Redskins. I can't tell you. I just don't know what to expect. That's why I didn't want to get on such a high after Sunday night, because sure, it's a great performance by the offense, great performance by Eli, but when neither of us have faith in this defense, and I agree with you, from my heart, you know, since it's getting close to the holidays, I think we deserve 
a little bit of a uh, an easy game that doesn't come down to the last drive either way. And as much as we're hoping to see that this weekend, I don't think it's going to be. I think it's going to come down to a last drive this weekend. But it does set up the Giants very well in the, in the last three games, and I do think it's going to put even more juice into the Jets game next week, which is really something that you want to see. Unfortunately, it is on Christmas Eve, so it kind of takes away from some yeah. of the excitement from it. But I do think it's going to set up for a really, really good week in the buildup against the Jets. And I know the Maras, I know the Maras are going to really want the Giants to win that game because even though it's not a divisional game, we've seen what the Jets have done the last couple of years and the way they talk about how they own New York and the kind of coach that they have and the GM that they have. And I really think it's going to mean a lot to the Maras that the Giants do have a strong showing in that game. But then again, I don't want to look too far ahead. Yeah, and that game's going to mean a lot to both teams. We, the Jets and the Giants have played a lot of times, and 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 you, it, sometimes it doesn't matter, or sometimes it's important to one of the two teams. It's, I think it's pretty rare. I'd have to think about it, but I don't recall a team, a game these two teams have played this late in the season that it's this important for both teams. I remember a game back in '88 where the where the Jets knocked the Giants from from making the playoffs. Um, but I don't remember a game that was that was equally important for both teams this late. And 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 it, that that game is going to be something. Now, always re- just remember this too. Back in 2007, a you know bad Redskins team came in the Meadowlands with a backup quarterback the year the Giants won the Super Bowl and beat the Giants in the Meadowlands in a game that the Giants were supposed to crush the Redskins. So. Again, anything can happen in in any game, especially with the division game. I expect the Giants to win this game, but you just don't know when you're dealing with the division game. And if you let these games go down to the wire, and we've seen this during the four-game losing streak with three of those games, if you let them go down to the wire, you're playing with fire because one play, one play can just can ruin it for you. Um, you can't keep counting on Eli week after week after week to bring the team back. That's just playing with fire. The, the guy's human. He's he's not going to be – and I know there's going to be Eli detractors out there just waiting for that moment. They're, just, they're still waiting for him. To, they can go, aha, see, I told you. Um, but they they got – the defense has got to, for once, carry their, their end of the deal here. They're, um, and, and maybe they make a play to win a game. Yep, and it'll be nice trying to go into Christmas week with a victory, a division victory, and putting the Giants in a good position to go up against the New York Jets. Well, Eric, in case you do do some things this days, I'd like an extra large Lawrence Taylor white jersey with a spider Lockhart patch on it. All right? Just in case. And I want you to have a good weekend, and let's hope the Giants get it together this weekend and continue this playoff push. Until next week, folks, stay true, stay blue.